to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want, a podcast where we talk about, you know, living the life we want. <laughs> I'm so innovative. And today, today I'm talking with my friend Ian McKelvey. Hey, Ian. Hello, Jasmine. How you doing? I'm uh, close to living the life I want. You are close to it? I thought you already were doing it. Oh, man. No, that's what my Facebook profile says. <laughs> so everyone, for those of you who don't know Ian, Bote did, is saying something to him. Uh, <laughs> Ian and I did Super Coach Academy together last year, and he mm. this year did the advanced track. And did you do Emerging Voices too? I did not. You did not? You did the advanced track. I did. Okay. So Ian, just for people who are listening to us, let them know, you know, who you are, where you're from. Well, I live on an island called Bainbridge Island off of Seattle, Washington. Um, but where I'm from is a very checkered history of four continents and, uh, I've had a kind of a wild life. So, you know, born in Singapore and I've lived in England, South Africa, Canada, and now the ununited States of America. Canada. Wow. Go Canada. <laughs> and and uh, you're, are you just a transformative life coach like me or do you do something else? Well, I run a small consulting firm uh, that mainly specializes in working with leaders and their teams to accelerate breakthrough change and results. And most recently, not just because of COVID, but because I wanted to develop change expertise and be a change expert one-to-one -one, and coaching is the fastest and quickest way to make an impact. Uh, I've found in a one-to-one -one set of conversations. Okay. So let me, let me get in the thick of things. No, I'm gonna easy. Ask you. So do you live the life you want? Did I do I, sorry, what? Do you, do, do, do you need to put your woman ears on when I'm talking, eh? I don't know what those are. Is that part, is that part of the, the path are, to living the life I want? Those are the ears that hear. I'm all ears. <laughs> I've been told that actually. They're pretty big. So, yeah. So listen, the, the podcast is Dream It, Dare It, Do It. Live the life you want. Mm. So like, mm. what, what would you have to say about that, about living the life you want? Uh, I'd say it's over my 53 years of being on this whirring dirt ball that it comes in moments. Mm. And the net sum of those moments have my life. And so more and more, 
I'm living the life I want rather than the life I should be living or it seems like I deserve or seems like I don't deserve or all of the thinking and trappings. It, it's, it's not what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. uh, although I am, the more time I actually spend in each moment, it's not a cliche. The more as life unfolds, it's, it's exactly perfect. The good, the bad, the hard, the joy, the love, the connection, the grind, the conversations I don't want to have, the stuff I don't want to look at. Um, all of it is a pretty great experience. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. What are you? I'm, um, I like what you're saying. I, I like what you're mm -hmm. saying. Uh, it's true that <clears throat> it's all of it. It's all the moments. Like it's, mm. yeah, it's not what it, what I thought it would be. Um, you know, if you told me in my twenties that, you know, when I'd be in my fifties, this is where I'd be, I'd probably go, mm. what, <laughs> you know, but I actually, you know, really love everything about it, you know? And I, it, I wasn't always like that. I didn't always, you know, there was a time in my life where I would complain a lot, <laughs> complain about, you know, I didn't want this. And then I would just complain about it instead of hmm, do something about it, maybe. Mm -hmm. of, it's almost not even that. Yeah, it's the moment. It's 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 living in the moment. I'm I'm the same. Mm. I'm like you. You know, it's like the more you can actually see the now and actually stay in the now, <sighs> and go in your head about how it should be, how mm. it shouldn't be. And just be, it just shifts everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you, what's super wild is I used to think those were bumper stickers. Mm, yeah. You know, live in the now. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like but now. It's, it's, it's we, super. Yeah, we we get it. Go 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 ahead. I I understand what you're where you're going, but. Well, what's interesting to me is, um, it's as much appreciating the rough spots and the hard experiences as. I think it's always easy to, you know, when, when stuff's going well and, you know, my energy's in the right place and my head's in the right place. And yeah, it's, it's those moments 
used to seem easier to to enjoy right those peak experiences and now it's it's interesting just right the I was going to say the challenge, but it's it's really the space of actually being in awe of all the moments, all the experiences. You know, um, a friend of mine, a dear friend, Dave Hulsaver is his name. He's sort of been a mentor of mine for 20 years. And uh, my wife's family has a cabin up uh on the beach that he lives on. And so he's been a big part of my life for the last 20 years. And uh, he had a heart attack three weeks ago and they put him in a, an induced coma and he never, you know, there were no brain waves in the coma. And of course he, a week later they took him off life support and it sounds odd, but actually appreciating the experience of him versus being caught up in his death. Just the, you know, and I've had people die before and, you know, there's certainly a process, but just knowing that he was part of my life experience for so long, his death, was just a continuation of my experience of having Dave in my life. And um, it was just so beautiful to know that that's just all part of the experience, that life and death and birth and accidents and illness and I, all of that is part of this rich experience that if we're in the moment, moment to moment, and experiencing, I think that's really cool. It's a, it's definitely a rich experience. So yeah. I'm not just looking for the good experiences or the avoiding the bad experiences, but just almost like brailing my way through, like just feeling it all is, is wild. How we're built is wild. Yeah. And how we generate our own experience is wild. And I spent the major part of my life trying not to feel stuff. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that I, wild? Because I didn't like the feeling. Hmm. No. Well, who says I have to like it? <laughs> well, and we we're, we so misunderstand what feelings are. The only, best as I can tell, the only thing our feelings tell us is whether it's sort of the quality of our thinking. It's not actually generated externally. And I, for a long time, I didn't realize that. I thought, oh, the feeling must be associated with them 
or it or rather than knowing it's just as my feelings are just as fluid as my thinking and all it does is tell me whether my thinking's on track or not that's it like then it just i can feel all of that and it doesn't mean i'm trying to avoid something or get more of something or associate it with a particular person or a particular thing and I talk to clients all the time and I, I say, you know, when was the last time you had a, just an experience where you were really fulfilled and joyful? And they'll say, oh, when I did this particular bike ride or that particular trip or had this particular food or, you know, this member of the family. And then they say, oh, I should go and do that hike again. That's and, a trap. Yeah, because then trying to recreate yes. that feeling that wasn't about that thing anyway. And so it's, uh, I think it's one of the biggest things we misunderstand is that feelings are in, only work one way from the inside out. And that to me is a game changer. Yeah. Because then I, you know, what, 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 what did you say? Are you leading the life you want? Yeah, dream it there, do it, live the life you want. Yeah, I mean, so many times I've, been at a particular moment thinking it's going to be a certain way and then disappointed that it's not that way. I, everything externally says, this is, you know, this is, this is your moment. And then it's like, well, then how come it isn't what I thought it was rather than, wow. This is it. really matter. It's like, this is it. You, you, you know, we're here for such a blink. You know, my dad turns 82 on, on, on Thursday and we're on the phone this morning and boy, if there's one relationship that's taught me about relationships, that's probably the one. <laughs> I bet. And I just said to him, I said, you know, dad, I'm just in awe that we have got to spend this life together. And I'm just really amazed and, and astounded by life. And I'm so thankful that, you know, out of the six and a half billion people that I got to spend some time with you. This is, this is great. Mm. You know, when when I think of the the name of the podcast, because like, it used to be, hmm. you know, when I did Dream It, Dare It, Do It, um, it used to be like last season, it was just Dream It, Dare It, Do It. And the more I talked, I got into this conversation with our friends and colleagues, because it's everybody that I've interviewed so far, you know, um, 
what became clearer and clearer, mm. like I used, I used to think where, you know, just create what you want, you know, like if you want, you want the best job, create your job. If you want to do this, create that, you know, like I kind of like, I had this empowerment mentality. Mm. Mm. I can do it. I'm a big girl. I'm going to do it, you know? And it's, it's, it's transformed to dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Um, because your life is now, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that in the now, we kind of like get into our heads and stop ourselves from doing what we really want to do now and mm. and then we're no longer living the life we want because <laughs> like our life is right now so what do you want to do right now want right now I want to have a conversation with Ian about this yeah episode, you know and after that, I might want to start editing some stuff. And after that, I might want to go for a walk. And after that, I might want to eat some maple syrup because, you know, it's sugar time here. Ooh. It's sugar time here in Quebec. And, um, but, you know, it's like without all of the restrictions that I put on myself, Mm -hmm. well I'm even wondering how wanting works I think it just appears it's like ah because you know I I I've wanted stuff before and thought that the wanting and then getting the fill in the blank Mm. would create something, something, the experience I wanted. Yeah. And so, but that's coming. I wonder what we universally want. Like, what do we want? What as, Mm humans I want peace I want peace I want inner peace mm-hmm. I want love mm-hmm. connection mm. I want fun yeah I want freedom, freedom to be, freedom to say, freedom to not say. Mm. Oh, you know what's coming to me? Freedom to be angry. Like I can't be angry. Like I, if, if I'm angry, I'm gonna swallow that man. 
so funny because I um, I remember what's coming to mind for me. I, I remember being in this advanced facilitation course and we had to sort of generate emotions, right? And so we had to do whatever it took <clears throat> for the audience, other facilitators to get the emotion, right? And it was anger, uh, happiness, joy, and sadness. And I didn't just hit anger. I just went straight to rage. It was just so <laughs> easy for me. In fact, I remember the, the master facilitator. I remember him just being like, he just kind of, I saw him back up, right? Because I unleashed, I just went straight to rage. It was super easy. And then, you know, I'm, I'm fucking funny. So humor, <laughs> like laughter was like no problem. And then I got to sadness and it was really hard for me to like be with sadness. It is like I had stuffed, you know, all of the, you know, boys don't cry, you know, my dad used to say, don't wear your emotions on your sleeve. Don't let the bastards grind you down. I mean, he'd say it in Latin, nil desperatum carborundum. He'd be like, you know, and so it was like, here I was, you know, the rage, no problem. You know, humor, no problem, because it masked over the sadness. And my sadness I've come to find that that sadness and, and actually is access to heart and access to soul. And it's just beautiful to be able to be with sadness and have it be part of the richness of experience. And I think that's what I want is to be able to experience experience at all and and be have peace of mind have access to everything that's kind of bubbling in here at any moment no matter what's going on yeah and so it used to be want of things and yeah. you know come on it still does there's still things that i want right i'm just getting a hot tub installed so yeah i wanted a hot tub but what do i really want i want to sit with my 10 year old dude jackson the hot tub because every single time we go somewhere that has a hot tub me and the little man are like in a bubble together having some crazy conversation or he'll try to dunk me or you know whatever else is going on so I already know I'm, I don't want the hot tub. I want the experience of being in the hot tub with, with my family. And yeah, that's, you know, even the, the physical stuff, which I still want, you know, I love things. I fly helicopters. I race cars. I, I still love that stuff, but I've also noticed that I can be in a helicopter and have a shitty experience. Or I can be on the ground 
and for no apparent reason have a great experience. It's so independent of the stuff. It gets back to what we were talking about, well, what we really want. Yeah, it's funny That's... because I actually had that conversation with a girlfriend of mine um, this weekend where I hadn't talked to her in like a month. Mm. And uh, the last time we spoke, um, she was shopping a car. And this girlfriend of mine is, she like, she, money is a big thing for her. And she's like, it's a security thing. And she's very, uh, you know, I don't spend money for nothing. So like getting a new car was like, so totally out of her zone, you know, and I was like, really? She says, yes, well, you know, I deserve it now at my age and I'm, you know, and she starts giving me the reasons why she's going to have a, a car. And at the time I, you know, I was just kind of like, woohoo, I wasn't in a coaching mode or anything of the sort. <laughs> a month later, <laughs> a month later, I talked to her and I said, so what about the car? She says, oh, I'm not getting the car. And I'm like, why not? And she's like, well, you know, it's not right. And uh, I don't need it. And now she gave me all the justifications why she was not getting a car. And in order to not get the car, she took the money that she was going to invest on the car and she put it in investments that she can't touch anymore, <laughs> you know? And so she's definitely not going to get a car. But it's so funny how you know, after we, we discussed it and I was like, well, it's, there's nothing wrong with you investing your money. There's, there's nothing wrong with you not having a car. The thing is that the decision wasn't taken from a space of freedom. Mm. You know, mm. it wasn't taken from, yeah, you know what, you know, like I have a 2014 car. I have a two place car. It's a tiny, tiny car. I, if I make, you know, 14,000 kilometers in my year. That's a lot, right? So the other day I had the thought and I was like, oh, I'd love to have a Tesla. Just like, you know, because the Tesla, I know. Mm. <laughs> it's just my brain, ah. right? But I'm allowed to play. So I was like, but the Tesla, love they Tesla. Have the dog, you know, like I can leave my dog in the car. Ah, and it oh, ventilates the car exactly. and it has doggy mode. Come oh, on, my. this is your car. Exactly. What are you waiting for? I'm like, I'm going to get a car, Ambote. And uh, <laughs> then I'm like, wait, wait, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> this ain't happening. Whoa. You know, like, and it was really, and it wasn't, there was no weight on it. There was no heaviness on it. It was kind of like, yeah, it would be cool. But why? <laughs> I mean, my little bug is fine. It's not a bug. It's, but it's, you know, it's a two seater and, you know, it's just me and Bote in the car anyways. Right, baby? Hey, I think you should go get yourself a Tesla. <laughs> and see, what's really cool is that that <laughs> has no impact on me. Because I'm, I'm confident with, like, I'm, I'm coming from a place of peace. Like, I'm undisturbable. I think you should get a Tesla. Thank you. I may do that. Sounds like there's a Tesla in your future. <laughs> but you know, it's, it, it is what, what's super interesting about the work we do. So we, our best friends on the planet 
like Jason has been my bestie for geez. And, you know, a quiet bestie, not a, you know, for about 25 years since I met him. Now he's married to Anna. They have kids, our kids age. And so we, we love them. They're unbelievable. So they're looking for a beach property and, you know, we, we'd love that. We, we're within half a mile of beach on two sides here. We'd love to have them come and join us. So they're, they're looking. And so yesterday they've looked at about three or four places. And yesterday I heard my wife on the phone with Anna and they're talking and, you know, Anna is a real estate investor. She does this, she analyzes commercial properties for a living. Right. And so I hear Chair on the phone to Anna, well, have you weighed the pros and cons? And yeah, and what about this? And what about that? And they'd gone and looked at this piece of property that hasn't hit the market yet. And, you know, was it this? And is it that? And my, you know, Tara says to me, she says, hey, Anna's having you know, like some real buyer's remorse. And I said, well, of course she is. So I'm like, hey, put her on. And so, I say to Anna, hey, what's going on? She says, well, you know, when I analyze a piece of commercial property, I really know what I'm doing and it's all based on the data and my analysis of cash flows. And, and I said, yeah. And I said, well, how about when you're, you know, buying a piece of property for your family to hang out? And she's like, well, I'm doing the same thing. I've got a spreadsheet and I'm like, well, Anna, that might work when you're buying a piece of commercial property, but this is a very emotional decision. Can I just, she's like, yeah, I know. That's why I've got, you know, I'm already got buyer's remorse. And did you have buyer's remorse when you bought your place? And I'm like, well, we can certainly have that conversation, but here's my question. When you go inside and you're settled, Is this just, is this, is this the piece of property? Is this it? And she said, well, I'm 50-50. And I said, well, just be prepared. That might go to 40-60 and it might go to 60-40, but that's the only thing that matters. Because if you analyze this thing to death, not only is it, you know, not going to be a great experience and you can guarantee more buyers or more if you buy it or if you don't buy it the only thing that matters is whether this whether your internal wisdom says that this is the piece of property or not and then if it is do whatever it takes to get it and if it isn't let someone else get it and you can't go wrong so Tara said to me this morning, she's like, Anna texted, it's not the piece of property. I said, perfect. Yeah. Because if we analyze shit to death, not only does it get us up in our heads and, and uh, do we have a crappy experience, through our analysis, we can convince ourselves of anything yeah. or not anything. It's like either way, we're having a crappy experience and we may end up dream it, dare it, do it. We may end up doing it without dreaming it, checking in on the dreaming part. Yeah. 
which, you know, my problem has never been getting what I want. My problem has always been wanting what I get. It's like I said in my first marriage, I was like, huh. I remember being on a beach in Hawaii with my with my wife. We've been married one night. And I said to her, she's I said, How you doing? She said, Good. She said, Well, what about you? And I said, well, I'm just really noticing how beautiful all these women are in bikinis. <laughs> and she said, Well, I was just noticing that about the guys. And I was like, Huh. Hmm. Oops. Yeah. Here I am married on my honeymoon. And I'm up in my head analyzing how it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. When I, when <laughs> I, I like um, three years ago, I moved. Uh, I sold my house. I had a, I had a house and I'd been in the house for 25 years. And I was like told my identity was attached to this house. Mm -hmm. right? And I really totally saw it. Danger. Yeah, my identity was attached to my car. It all started like this. I had a Volkswagen convertible and my identity was attached to that car. And the car, I, I, I had the car for 17 years. Mm. <laughs> and after 17 years, it was either I get it fixed and tuned up and, you know, get a whole bunch of stuff changed or get a new one, you know, because on top of it, it still had the tape player, you know, <laughs> in the thing. And... And I saw for myself how I was shopping for cars and all I was shopping for was Volkswagen convertibles. That's all I was shopping. Like I literally saw how I was attached to that. And then, you know, I didn't do that because I saw it. I was like, come on, Jazz. Like you don't like, yeah, it's cool to have a Volkswagen convertible. Like I, I would go for a convertible again. It's okay. I don't need it. Right. Um, and then with the house, that also, you know, like I loved when, you know, they gave you this form and they'd say, what are you, an owner or a renter? And I loved writing. I'm an owner. Like it had, it meant something about me, which, you know, it doesn't really. <laughs> so I sold the house and, and then I was, I was looking for apartments and I was like I'm not buying again I'm going to rent <clears throat> and I was not telling anybody because you know I was going to get everybody's thoughts and and opinions mm -hmm. of what I mm -hmm. should do and all of this <laughs> on my way to work there was this building that was being built and mm. and it said free visits and I walked in and I walked into the apartment and I was like this is my apartment and I, I, I haven't visited any other, none whatsoever. And I said, okay, I'm booking. I, I signed the lease right then and there. And, and I just knew it was, this was a place. And, you know, yep. yeah, the thought came, oh, I should have shopped. This was too much. But that was all in my head. But, and, and I love this place. Like there's, there's the, the flow. It's just me, you know? Mm. I just knew. There it is. I still think you should get a Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's so, it is, it is so interesting. You know, COVID has been a, 
hard gift to unwrap in so many ways. Personally, it's been, it's been a wake up call. Just, it has woken me up in a way that I mean, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And, you know, professionally it's, it's been from outside appearances devastating. You know, we, we came into this time last year with three main clients, one in healthcare, one in insurance and one in technology uh, and one in travel. I think if we'd have had an oil company, we'd have had the five worst clients to come into COVID with because everything went initially postponed. And then of course, you know, has yet, yet to come back. And, but I'm sitting there with my, with my little man last night, Jackson, and uh, we were talking and he, he said, you know, dad, I love hanging with you and our relationship. And, and I'm like, me too. He said, you know, he said, uh, you know, you're kind of weird, but yeah, but you know, we have a, we have a good time together. I know you're going to look back and say, you know, I'm really, it was really cool to spend that time with my dad. I said, do you remember a couple of years ago, you know, I would go traveling for a week at a time. And he said, yeah, you would, we'd Skype you and you would show us outside your hotel room window. That was sort of how we knew where you were. And he said, but it wasn't really one week. It was sometimes two weeks and sometimes three. And he said, I like it so much better that you're home every night. And I said, well, what's interesting, Jax, is I used to love travel. I'd travel for business. I'd be put up in great places. I'd do what I thought was really important work. And what I realized is that I would come home and my work was oh so important. And I treat Jackson like he was an interruption. And just being able to see that and then appreciate the coolness of just being able to hang out with him. I don't even know what we're watching some show about Alaska, you know, people doing crazy things in Alaska to stay alive, but it didn't really matter. Just those moments. Because like everything else, what are, you know, he's only going to be home for another maybe eight years. I want to make the most of all that time. Cause I'm not going to look back and think, Hey, you know, mm. I'm going to, I, I want to look back with deep fulfillment and, and joy and love and all of those things for everything that's going on. And so it's been this whole journey with you and super coach and has just woken me up in so many different ways. And that's the life I want. I want to be awake and I want to be aware and I want to feel it all and experience it all. And that's, that's it. That's what I want. That's what I want. Well, Ian, I think this is the perfect time to end the show because I think that you wrapped it up in a beautiful bowl for mm. everybody who's listening. Mm. 
And uh, so I want to thank you for accepting my invitation. Anytime. Our last conversation wasn't recorded. It was aired, but it wasn't recorded. You don't remember? Yeah, it was a while ago. Oh, was that that when you and I were talking about peace of mind and we clearly had no clue <laughs> what that meant at the time because we were both like totally in our heads? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess the universe had, you know, had our backs and said, uh, we ain't recording this shit. You can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't put that on a podcast because we go. had no clue. <laughs> so listen, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to bid you adieu. <laughs> and uh, thank you again. And everybody else. I'm going to say, hey, guys, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want. Yes.